Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 416 of Longbox Heroes. I'm Todd, along with Joe. How are we doing today, Joe? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Honky Tonk. That's something we don't talk about on here, isn't it? What, the Honky Tonk? Uh, yeah, unless it's unless it's one that Bronco Billy goes into. It is. It's from a Norm MacDonald uh, comedy routine. We're allowed to talk about Norm MacDonald here. We are. I thought you were talking about a certain man right? that we don't talk about. Oh, that's right, because we have another show to talk about wrestling stuff. That's right. On the network, it saves me. Yeah. For now. For now. For now. How are we feeling today? I'm feeling good. There's an illness going through my house. I'm hoping I don't catch it. I think there's an illness breaking out in the comic shop, too, but I'm not one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so keep your face down and cover your face with a towel if you can. Oh, a towel, eh? <laughs> yes. Ah. A cloth, if you will. Oh, okay. Yeah. I won't have a towel on me. I wonder if someone will have a towel at the shop for me. Could be. Could be. Yes. We'll have to. You'll have to listen to uh, After Dark for all the uh, updates on... That aspect of Todd's adventures to Philadelphia this past weekend. But, Todd, what do we have to talk about on the show this week? Um, the DC Universe streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Marvel, Marvel canceling a book before it comes out. Uh, comics exclusive to a movie theater. And the Captain Marvel trailer dropped, to the, well, yesterday, I guess it would be. Um, Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Um, free digital books and sales. Con news, um, and cons that somebody on this show was at, whether it be me or you, who right. knows? You have to tune in, sweep the corner mm-hmm. hour. That's right. What we read last week, which was both Fantastic Four number Dose and uh, Amazing Spider-Man number five, what we're looking forward to this week, um, and I, Pigskin Pickums we're going to discuss, and I don't think we have any sh- TV to talk about, do no, we? No, sadly we don't. So- I have a feeling with me on the road for stuff and making the shows a little longer discussing and not none of the shows coming back until after New York Comic Con, I don't think we'll have any TV talk between now and maybe like the first week of October. Um, I, doesn't Venom come out very soon? Um, I'm not going to go see Venom. Oh, you're not going to go see Venom? I'm probably not either, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, isn't Venom? I thought I Venom was coming out soon. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is coming out soon. It might be coming out this Friday or next Friday. But the trailer I saw does nothing for me, and I've never really been a Venom guy. Oh no. So no, like I said, the the, the I, you know I'm not a huge Spider-Man guy, but uh, the Venom book is by Donny Cates, so I was getting I'm getting that off of because of I liked his Thanos stuff, not because of uh, of Venom. I really don't think I collected any Venom comics even back in I only collected one Sign of the Boss, that was it. Um, but otherwise, I really don't have any Venom comics, so uh, I don't need to go to movie theater where I hear you can get Venom comics now. Right. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later on, of course. Mm-hmm. No, Venom comes out the first weekend in uh, October. 
which would that be like the fifth and sixth, like yeah. that round there? That's the weekend of uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, okay. There you go. So it's like the weekend after when all the stuff comes out, all the TV shows right. come back. Yep, Walking Dead will be back. I mean, no, not, not that we're watching it, but that's really when they all start. Gotcha. So let's get into the news. Mm-hmm. And we'll start off with the DC uh, Universe service. I guess it's called it's called DC Universe. Right. Uh we knew it was coming, I just didn't know when it was coming, and it kind of stealthily snuck up on us last week. Uh, you can go sign up for it. That's where you're going to be able to get all of the streaming stuff, all the right. new shows and all the older stuff. And on After Dark this week, we actually end up talking a little bit about what is on there comic book-wise and the way that's laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a seven-day free trial, sure, sure, sure. You could watch the stuff on a whole bunch of different devices. Sure, sure, sure. And from what I understand... Um, oh, what? Uh, no dates announced other than Titans is going to be in the fall. Right. Everything else, yeah. Young Justice, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Harley Quinn are going to be sometime in 2019. And I didn't know mm-hmm. that uh, the shows that when they do like put them out are going to be weekly instead of like the way Netflix does them. Right, and that's the other thing that I want to mention was that it's not going to be like a binge watchable sort of thing. Right. Uh, it's going to be we- It's going to be like weekly episodic whatever. Right. And I didn't know. I think that's interesting. But uh, Star Trek Discovery did that, so. With the CBS streaming, and that went over. So I'm like, I, I I don't know. I guess Netflix has spoiled me in the watch it all whenever it comes out as much as as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you can let it build up if you want. But I, I don't know. I just find that interesting that they're going that route instead of uh, drop it all at once. Right. And they're going to have, like, movies and stuff. I guess a couple of the animated features are on there. All they have so far is the Flashpoint animated thing and dark knight returns they have the original superman and the tim burton batman oh okay they have the batman animated series and the wonder woman tv show linda carter Mm -hmm. now they're remastered for like they're hd remasters so they look pretty pretty on your fancy uh tv shows and stuff on your fancy tvs Right, or yeah, your 4Ks or whatnot. Right, and then they have exclusive merchandise that you can only get by being a member of DC Universe. Ah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all shakes out, but it was just one of those things that kind of snuck up on us. It, it, it seemed as though this would have been a bigger announcement that it was live, you know? I'm wondering if it is live, but they're going to do something big at New York Comic Con. I was talking with uh, with Josh, a friend of mine, and it was we were thinking maybe like they'll have a panel there and give like free seven day trials, like coupon. You know what I mean? Well, it's already if you sign up, it's a free seven day trial. Okay, maybe there. I don't know. Maybe there. But maybe like longer, like hey, here's a month free or something like that. 
Right, and give you, like, if you go to their panel, they'll give you... I don't know. I have a feeling that it's out. Maybe they want to get it, its its legs under it before, like, they push it at New York and the, and the servers get stressed. Mm. So, you know... Not that anyone can access the internet at the uh, place where the New York Comic Con is. I was able to do it once. Right. Once. In all of your years of going there. Right. So, that's what DC has uh, up their sleeve. Uh, Pretty much everything else is Marvel stuff. Uh, You know, we're talking about... Yeah, we'll get into the comic stuff first. So there was a big story that happened in between last week and this week's show. And that was the cancellation of a Marvel book even before the first issue came out. Right. Uh, in the October solicitations was a Vision miniseries. Not by uh, Tom King, Jordi Blair, the previous team, uh, but by Chelsea Kane and Mark Mohan, uh, her spouse, his first time writing something. Uh, with art by Ode Koch, A-U-D Coach, Koch, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, and Jordi Belair. So there was your tie. It's the continuation of the characters that were introduced there. And before the first issue even came out of the four-issue miniseries, the book got canceled. Right. See, I thought it was more than a four-issue mini. It's what they had four issues in the can. No, they only had two issues in the can. Okay, so it was a four-issue mini, though. Right, it was a four-issue miniseries. Okay. And there's been a lot of turmoil uh, going on in regards to this. Actually, it was in the November solicitation, so it was like last month's solicitations. Mm-hmm. I said October. It was, yeah, but you get what I'm That's, saying. Yeah. So there was a whole bunch of stuff going on with it. Um, Chelsea Kane essentially coming out and saying like, yeah, we had the first two issues done. The next two issues were ready to go to be drawn. Stinks will not get a chance to tell the story, but it is what it is. Then she starts talking about how Marvel hoped that this would be a, uh, a nice and clean, uh, end to the series. Uh, the, the specific words that she says is keep the cancellation clean and quiet. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just very strange that they would do this. Now, Marvel has come out and said that the reason that they canceled the storyline is that it would counteract with what they had plans for these characters for going forward. Right. However, both Kane and Mohan gave interviews not only prior to the book being solicited, but to also coincide with the solicitation last month stating that uh, it more lines up with both the original miniseries and what was going on uh, in Champions, which is where Viv Vision was appearing, um, with a quote stating that I've spoken to both Jeremy, who's doing the Wasp book, and Chelsea, of course, to make sure... Uh, so Jim Zub, actually, my apologies. Jim Zub, who's doing the Champions book, said that he spoke to both Jeremy, who's doing the Wasp book, Chelsea, who's doing the Vision book, to make sure that our series all line up and nobody's stepping on each other's toes regarding any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it comes up that the story was pitched... Um, it was pitched directly after the Tom King's thing finished. So... It won't perfectly sync up with what's going on in Champions, but that's okay, because it still adds to whatever we're doing there. Right. I I feel as though there's more going on that they would do this. 
unless the thing that they have planned for the vision is that they're going to kill the vision. Yes, that might be part of the big thing. You know what it might be too, Joe? Hmm. Might be terrible. Okay. See, like, and I'm not, I don't want to go that route, but everybody's doing this and everybody's saying that. Nobody knows what it is. It could be all of that. It could be the, one of the thoughts that went, went into my, into my thinking is that it was terrible. People have said that her mockingbird was, was really good, mm-hmm. but you know, creators don't always have home runs every time. This is one of those that whatever it is, we're never going to get the full story. No. Um, but it's, that's my take on it is that they had, for for one thing, it took almost two years to get made. Right. Like, whatever. Four issues now. When, I don't know who's at fault here, whether it's the writers and the artist or editorial saying, pump the brakes, we'll wait until you're ready. But it, you're doing a sequel to a book that, that, was, that was greenlit almost two years ago. And you, you could only get two issues out in that time. And, or done. I don't mean out, but in that time. So I'm like, what? What is going on? This is way crazier than I can that, than whatever anybody's going to say. And like we, I just said, we're never going to hear the the true story of this. So it's it's one of those, as far as I'm concerned. Right. It just seems odd that even. And again, it very well may be what you said that it's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to think. Terrible's a strong word. Maybe okay. it deviated from the pitch, because you're talking about pitch two years ago and now here we are. That they thought they were being sold X based on the pitch, and then now they get Y. Like we saw with Justice League Odyssey earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Where the first three issues were done, and they went to the artist, they're like, yeah, we've changed things, you have to redo these three issues. Right. And the book's delayed and all this other jazz, right? So, Chelsea Kane is a somewhat high-profile care- creator. Mm-hmm. Why not just put it out and ignore it? She has a fan base. You're selling on the fact that it's a spiritual sequel to the, you know, very critically lauded Tom King book. That'll get some sales. I'm sure that it would, wouldn't would be the lowest-selling book. Right. And at this point, you're Marvel. Take a chance, you know? You I have, agree. You have 16, you know, uh, you have 16 Spider-Man books, a dozen X-Men books. There's hey, a period take- of time where you were printing no less than seven monthly Inhuman books. Listen, you're taking a chance on Hot Claws. Why not take a chance on Vision? Right. Or even further still, if you don't want to publish it as a print thing, you can make it digital. You know, uh, there is a certain segment of comics that Marvel and DC, but Marvel specifically, since that's what we're talking about, sell that do way better on the digital side than they do on the print side. You know, so many people scratch their head like, why is this book still being printed? Why is that book still being printed? Their print numbers are horrible, but allegedly, and we have no way to really track this other than the fact that Marvel continues to put these books out, is that their digital numbers are so strong that it necessitates them continuing publishing the book. 
mm-hmm. make it a digital exclusive. They do they do tons of digital exclusive stuff. And then if there's enough of a demand for the digital thing, you put it out as a trade. Right. To completely cancel it seems odd to me. It does seem odd to me. And like I said, I don't want to be negative Nelly on the show, but that's why it leans to me that they're like, this is really bad. Mm. Like what, like literally, like you said, there's mil- a million ways you can make money with this. You can make it an, an exclusive, like you said, uh, a digital exclusive, but they must think that because they, they put out digital stuff that has, that has nothing to do with continuity going on. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to be down on the book it's really a crazy story and if they're they're not, they're obviously not giving her and her husband a, a straight story or they or she would have came out and said it cuz she's like I don't know why either you know what i mean so right it's crazy so we're talking about other things we're talking about digital exclusives and that sort of jazz uh, a new book that's coming out in conjunction with the upcoming Venom motion picture that exclusive to AMC theaters, if you buy a ticket opening weekend for Venom, you get an exclusive Venom tie-in comic book. Right. Which they'll also do digitally, too, I guess. Right. And that's the thing. It was supposed to have been released digitally this past week, according to the press release. But mm-hmm. I can't find it anywhere on any of the digital platforms. They whiffed. Maybe they meant next week. <laughs> Maybe they meant a different uh, <laughs> September 14th. <laughs> An alternate universe one. Uh, yeah, no listing for it, no link to it in the press release, it just says Marvel plans to, okay, well, Marvel (laughs) plans to release the book this past Friday. Plans don't change. Right, and if, I was going to say, if we've learned anything from the world of sports and or entertainment, plans change. But, I say this, in that, one, this is something that Marvel should have been doing much, much sooner than this. That being said, I'm glad that they're doing it, whether it be this one or the one that we talked about a couple weeks ago where where there's that Eagles game coming up or the Jets game coming up where they're giving away the the Hulk versus Thor comic book, like the original comic there. Yes. So I'm glad to see Marvel doing, not to say that comics aren't a presence, but mm-hmm. the comic book movies are more of the presence than the actual comic comics that we do on this show. Reminds me of back when our retailer used to do the movie, the the, the free comic book day movies at the yeah, used to let them put up a table, and it makes me think of that. It's like that used to be really cool, like before, like you know, all these movies hit it big and everything, and the comics took off. It was like, oh, it was a nice way to get your your your, your product out there and stuff like that. And I I never understood why. Like you said, Marvel and them, they didn't do it more when right at the movie theater. It's like a gateway and nobody, you know, and, and this is kind of cool. I do find it funny 
that it's like exclusive to one movie theater. And I'd like to see like now I have to go see movies like, oh, I have to go see this movie at Regal so I can get my DC comic. And I have to go see the Marvel movie at, you know, at uh, AMC theater so I can get my Marvel comic. And I have to go to the Dollar Theater to get, you know, the 10th, you know, most selling comic company's movie when they put it out. Whatever, whatever it is, I just would like to see comics be exclusive to different theaters as it goes on. Well, you, what you could do is, of course, you do the same comic, but you do variant covers for every theater. Ooh, just like uh, comic uh, retailers are getting, and and as I'll talk about a little bit in the future, at that like DC's doing with their boutique that does different con shows. Yeah, yeah. That they do a different co- they do foil covers for the books that come out that week mm. for whatever con they're going to. And they're exclusive there. If there's leftover, you can buy them at the next con. <laughs> but then you're taking that chance of them not selling out. Or, uh, they, you know, you, making sure that they don't sell out so you can get it at the next con or the next con or the next con. And then Mr. T didn't come back. Oh. <laughs> and I don't mean just, like, stamping, like, a sticker on it. It's the same cover, but, like, this one has an AMC stamp, and this one has a Cinemark stamp, and this you one mean, has a whatever stamp. It's, like, an actual mean, different cover for every yeah, like it, theater like, chain. Right, AMC has the Diodato cover, where uh, uh, Regal Cinema has the Otley cover, stuff right. like that. Right, that would be cool. It would make a completionist crazy, though, Joe. Well, listen, this is how you get the completionists involved. You, 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 I, I still think, I'd like to think that the those types of folks don't exist in the comic book world today, but they do. I've I've heard of people throwing a fit over a very short printed run uh, of the second print of Quantum and Woody. So I know they still exist. Mm -hmm. I'll ask that guy about that when I talk. (laughs) Uh, So the other bit of move news, movie news. And again, rarely do we talk about movie stuff unless it's like the movie coming out. We talk about the movie. But the Captain Marvel trailer dropped this week on Tuesday. Yes. The Marvel Captain Marvel. Right. The the only Captain Marvel, not the Shazam Captain Marvel. Right. Legal issues. Can't be calling them that one Captain Marvel. Only this one. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this trailer was the Kree people. Okay. Uh, I know everybody's going nuts about that scene of Carol punching the old woman in the face in the train. Right. I wonder who that could be. Because uh, to I don't want to do the voice to blow it out because I've already done it enough, but... She, Imagine I'm doing this in the Jim Clarinet voice, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a scroll <laughs> Instead of she's a heel. Cheaty, Pluto. <laughs> right. MF. Goofy. So, uh, I don't want to say I'm jaded by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm like, yep, this is a Marvel movie trailer. I'm going to go see that movie. And it's not like I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, there seemed to be that reaction online when this dropped uh, Tuesday morning. Right. And here's the thing, and I, I might get called certain things, but it didn't really do a lot for me because I've never been a Miss Marvel slash Carol Danvers fan. Um, I, now, if it had been Captain Marvel or Genus, the ones that I read back in the day, I would have, you know, probably went crazy. But this isn't. The, the, the Captain Marvel that I know. But God bless, you know, if they, you, people love this comic, want it, you know, I'm not going to be against it, but it was just, 
past my like this character is past my time like i read when i was young uh re uh, uh tony stark and you know bruce banner the hulk iron man all these characters that we've read so i have i have an attachment to them as this one this is a newer character and i was like this is a good trail and i'm gonna go see this. there's no way i'm not gonna go see this movie but i'm uh, of an older school where my captain marvel's different but I'm, you know, I'll move out of the way. I'm a, I'm the dinosaur in the room. Just <laughs> fine. You know, th- that's great. I hope it makes a kajillion dollars and it moves the Marvel mo- franchise forward. If you get what I'm saying. Right. So for me, you know, I, I know we were asked on Twitter a couple weeks ago when they leaked the costume and all that and some images from the, from the movie and Entertainment Weekly. And it's like, ah, eh, it's tough to get a good read on what the costume actually looks like. And what I saw, I thought the costume looked really cool. I think it's going to translate well to the silver screen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting all those younger versions of your Agent Coulson's, your Nick Furies, and your stuff like that, because it's supposed to be a movie that takes place, was it supposed to be like the early 90s or something? Yes, I know there's a blockbuster involved, so yeah. that'll tell you. Uh, one can only hope that, if nothing else, that this movie means that blockbuster videos come back. I hope so, too. And I think this is the movie that they were perfecting all that de-aging on stuff to make. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we do it in this movie, we do it in that movie. Now we can do a whole movie. So, the Korean scroll stuff. But you'd mentioned about how this is not your Captain Marvel, per se. Right. Because there's Korean scroll stuff in this, I wouldn't be surprised to at least see one or two of the other Captain Marvels in this movie in, like, passing cameo roles. I I would not doubt, and I've heard rumors that there might be some other characters in it, like I said, but I don't know for sure, because I, if somebody told me, I'm like, eh, I don't know, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. And then in the thing, it made me think, you know how, like, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, we saw the Nova Corps, and they were just guys in ships? Yeah. It makes me think that they didn't want to do, like, the flying in space uh, helmet stuff because they were saving that for the more for the for the Cree army. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because because the, then if you have the Cree army and the Nova Corps, they look kind of this in different costumes, but it's the same gimmick. If that makes any sense. So now to me, the Nova Corps makes a little more sense. The route that they went with, and we didn't get like Space Green Lantern Nova Corps, right? Or maybe we get in this why the Nova Corps are just like a bunch of nameless, faceless Lees. Right. There's a lot of stuff. I'm excited for the movie, but it's not like the trailer is like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I agree. Yes. Uh, so, before we get into conventions this weekend, Todd, mm-hmm. you were at a convention this weekend, this weekend that just passed, is that correct? Yes, I was. I was at the uh, Keystone Comic Con in Philadelphia at the uh, convention center. So, how did things go? What creators did you meet? What sketches did you get? Um, How much money so, did you leave on the tables? Uh, there was no table. Oh, you mean the the gambling tables? There was no gambling. Table. Oh, there was no gambling. That's the uh, that's the terrific con that I want to go to. Um, but no, we, we basically got up in the morning, and it's a later. You just think it starts at noon, so we got on the road a little bit later to beat traffic from here to Philly. Uh, like later than the rush hour in the morning. So we had a, a smooth commute to the show. We got into town just before it opened. We went over to the terminal and had lunch. Can't recommend that enough if you go to the Comic-Con. 
um, or anything there. The terminal's fantastic. Just to interrupt, this was in the Philadelphia Convention Center in downtown Philly, where Wizard in the past has held their conventions. Yes, which was interesting because it made me think of that mm-hmm. as as we went in. Um, so we we ate lunch. We got there. We got there late. So uh, we didn't probably get into the show till. 1231 o'clock but that to be said it wasn't you know you got to remember it's philly on a friday afternoon this the place wasn't jumping early like we it was very low-key it was nice a lot of the the uh the celebrities weren't there um uh the guy who plays uh who played kermit and the guy who played uh uh, bird were there but like phil lamar all your true blood actors they weren't there None of the office people. So really, it was at this point a straight up Comic Con. Um, it was just tables and vendors, and you're you're off on the side, your little artist alley. So I got to walk around. I met Ken Lashley was there. My one uh, friend ended up getting it. Josh got a Ken Lashley sketch. I went over and saw our good buddy from the show, uh, Kyle Starks, and talked Rock Candy Mountain with him and other stuff and he was doing you know he does rick and morty so that was interesting to talk to for a, a bit about because he had on the table uh he's really the only one i got a sketch off of i got a jackson uh which is uh, i put up for my art attack this week uh, a jackson sketch in my sketchbook and i walked over and i was like oh do you you know do you, do you sketch and i looked down and that's when i looked down and he had all these rules for doing rick and morty and oh, really yeah, I don't know what it was. It was t- I didn't really go into it. I asked him a little bit. There was like rolling dice and stuff like that and what character you were going to get. And I was like, oh, do you, could I get a, a sketch? And he looked at me. He's like, who? And I'm like, Jackson from uh, like, well, I'm like, what? I don't know what your prices are. Jackson from Rock Candy Mountain. He's like, well, how big is your sketchbook? Because I had it in the bag. And I was like, oh, like, you know, just like a nine by 13, I think. It's close to that. He's like, oh, okay. I pulled it out. He's like, He's like, yeah, I'll do you a Jackson. I'll do you a head sketch. So he, he was drawing me the head sketch. And I was like, what's with the uh, the Rick and Morty, like, sketch covers and stuff like that? The dice and, like, what character? He's like, he's like, oh, he goes, that's a different animal. He's like, that's a different animal. If, if, if I just sketch Rick and Morty, like, and you can come up and pick whatever you want. He goes, I will have a line a kajillion miles long. He's like, Rick and Morty is crazy. He goes, but to do that, he goes, I have to do it or I'll, I'll just never stop. I'll never get to, to, to sell anything. I'll never get to talk with fans. It'll just be Rick and Morty fans all the time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting to know. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm still willing to do it, but this and that. So, But we also talked a little bit about him, you know, of, of you a little bit. We were talking. Uh-oh. I didn't know this, that you got him to do to draw a cover for a dvd maybe that's that right that's was our connection again he was going to shows i knew him from uh, a bunch of his web stuff that he'd done maybe i might have i'm not sure which of the kickstarters i may have backed by that point right uh but i was the one who had gotten him in touch with the folks at chikara to do one of the covers for one of their dvds back in 2012 maybe yeah 2013 2013 it would have been Right. Five years ago, actually. Something like that, yeah. So we were discussing that, and he was asking how you were doing, blah, blah, blah. But he was not, he was not a happy man that day. <laughs> he, uh, I guess he sent himself product for the show, mm-hmm. and he sent himself five boxes, but only one arrived. And then he got the note that the other four would arrive promptly on Monday morning. <laughs> 
Ugh. So he was, he was unhappy. And then it was a Pepsi product town. And he's a Coke Zero man, Joe? Yes. So I went, I was like, okay, he did me my, my, uh, Jackson sketch, which is beautiful. And, uh, I tried to throw money at him. I was like, here, let me fill your, you know, give me a sweaty fistful of twenties. And he gave me something that in the biz is called the good brother discount. Oh, there you go. And I was like, no, 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 I want to give you something. He wouldn't take it. So I felt bad later when I left, I walked around and I went to, the local Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, do you have Coke Zero? And they're like, yes, we have Coke Zero. So I bought him a Coke Zero. My receipt said Coke Zero. Uh When I got back to the table and handed it to him, it said Diet Coke on the outside. So I was sad that I didn't didn't get him his Coke Zero. So I owe him a Coke Zero someday. You tried. I did try. So then I walked around. I didn't get to see Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer was there um, while I was... He was only he was doing a panel somewhere at something, and then he was coming back at four to sign books. Josh was going to go get stuff signed by him, and while he was doing that, I was hitting the the cheap the cheaper book tables. I was I wanted to get uh, I took a list with me. One of the first times I took a list with me in a long long time, and I ended up getting a bunch of dollar books that I needed to fill holes. Like for some reason, Jeff Johns's JSA I miss I was missing like issue eight. Like, don't know why. Had the whole run when it becomes just a sign of America. I just, I, I don't know. I need that. Was issue. my I wife need... over your house reading your books? Probably, probably. Um, I, I needed like four issues of a Mike Grell miniseries with Green Arrow called The Wonder Years. Um, a couple other things I grabbed, and then I found really cheap most of the supervillain team up which is two giant size uh, and then 17 issues of mostly Namor and Dr. Doom, which I have in an essential and love, but I found them for $3 a piece. And I think I ended up getting like of the, of the 19 issues, I got like 15 of them for three bucks a piece and a couple tie-ins. There was like three Avengers issues and a champions issues. I, I didn't get everything. I got a couple of the Avengers issues and wandered around. I did that most of the day. It's a, it's a, it was a good show. It was a good start for Keystone Comic Con. Um, but I wasn't there Saturday or Sunday, which both would have Capullo, Scott's big pop pump, Scott Snyder and Frank Miller. So I could only imagine like the lines to meet them, but they weren't there. So it was more of a, a low key show and it started to fill up as the after like four o'clock. You know what I mean? Like then you probably had people getting out of work or just like, Hey, let's check it out. Like, you know, if we have the three day pass, we'll, we'll go in. So it, it was a good time. I, I, I want to do it again. It's read pop and I see it getting a footing in Philly, you know, because they do well in every other city that they're in. Yeah. Well, you know, my, uh, you know, my wrestling schedule got in the way. Uh, I would have loved to have gone. Hopefully next year I'll be able to attend Philly, uh, Keystone Comic Con. Right. We'll see. Like I said, I would have loved to, to have gone with you. I yeah. mean, the schedule's but... tight, man. It's tight. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's a bummer. No, that's why you're not going to Chicago next year. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Unless I hit the lottery, then you're gone. I do have some pumpkin spice donuts for a certain guy, but I know he's a fan. Okay. He allowed pictures of himself to be taken eating pumpkin spice donuts at Riot Fest this past weekend. Is that a concert? You're, yes. It's like a, one of those, uh, you know, warp Tour type deals. I don't know. I'm really out of touch with most music, so. 
That's right. You get you just get those Foo Fighters albums, and then you go home and put them on your gramophone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get the megaphone croon versions of them. Oh, you have that big tube horn in your ear. That's just every day of my life. So I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad Josh had a good time. He didn't go crazy buying stuff, did he? No, he picked up some books and he got a he got a sketch, like I said, off Ken Lashley, which will probably show up in the Art Attack in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, he didn't go crazy either. It was just, you know, what it was. It was a day away to see if I was in con shape yet, and I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not. I was bad by the end of the day. When when I do four days in New York, oh boy, you might that's, be podcasting alone after that's that. Three weeks away. Two weeks away. I know Baltimore's only like ten days away. Oh, Todd, it's crazy. It's like the fighter who comes back after being off for a year and like takes on a soup can and he's sweating after two <laughs> rounds. That's what I said when I did New York when, last year when I went back to conning. It would have been a three year hiatus and I went back to New York for four days, three days actually last year. Um, I only went three days. It was basically I even when I tweeted out I was like, don't call it a comeback, but it was a comeback, Joe. <laughs> Oof. So one more con at Baltimore, and then re- and then I retire the ba- the ACDC bag and onto the new one, Joe. I'm going to keep mentioning that as we go for New York. For New York, that's going to be the big reveal. <laughs> I know you can't wait. Well, I have no choice but to wait because it's not for another three weeks. That is, but you'll wait quietly. Right. So that was Todd's Todd's con adventure this past weekend. There's a bunch of conventions this weekend that you could adventure off to, uh, whether it be MCM Comic Con in Scotland, where Brian Azzarello and Donnie Cates are going to be attending. They must have a casino there or something. <laughs> uh, the Ladies Con in Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh, Ming Doyle, Erica Henderson, Marjorie Liu, just to name a few folks that are going to be there. The Forest City Comic Con in London, Ontario, Canada. It's going to have Tim Seeley and Rob Paulson there, amongst many others. The Santa Rosa Toy and Comic Con in Santa Rosa, California. Uh, on the comic side, Tim Bradstreet and Mike Grell are going to be there, as well as LeVar Burton and Lou Diamond Phillips. Ooh, get LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that one. Uh, Edmonton Expo, back to Canada. Uh, on the comic book side of things, Mike McCone, Neil Adams, Steve Lieber are going to be there. Uh, as are Danielle Panabaker and Carlos Valdez. Who Killer you Frost. Would... Was that? Killer Frost and Vibe? Yes, sir. Hey, he's still Cisco. I still call him by his shoot name. Well, I like his thong song, so... Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to lead into a little bit of a crossover of sorts, uh, because also there is going to be Matt Smith. Not sure who that is, but he was on my <laughs> list. And some guy named Ten Nant is going to be there. Mm, he's one of the. He's like he's he's the ant after the ninth ant. Mm. He's the tenth ant. Oh, he's like fire and whatever they are. <laughs> fire thief, greenie, mm-hmm. Akira Tetsuo. Oh, is that the guy from Akira? No. Oh. Uh, and so that's Edmonton Expo. And again, keep your eye on David Tennant as we move on to Wizard World Austin, because <laughs> Peter Capaliti is going to be there. Right. Uh, as well as David Tennant. This is where we start to get into these crossover ones, where Tennant is going to be in Edmonton for Friday, Saturday, but in Wizard World for Sunday. 
Capaliti is at Wizard World for Friday, Saturday, but then he's at another convention for Sunday, which we'll get into. Uh, also at Wizard World Austin is Danny Trejo, who I would go and get that Mark picture with Machete. He's Cisco's father, or he, father-in-law. He's Machete. Yeah, mach- Machete. Machete? You never saw Machete? I did see Machete. He's also Johnny24 from from Con Air. Oh, that, that I don't know. That I'm going to take your word for. Right. But also at Wizard World is Neil McDonough. I don't know who that is. Now, Todd, I know you're going to know uh, Neil McDonough from his turn in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is the villain. Oh, okay. But is that... Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Is that... Uh, what's his face? The wig guy from... Uh, he's... he's. I can't think of his name. Is uh, He's D- Damien Dark, right? It's Damien Dark, yes. Yes. And Give as I'm looking second. at his IMDb, I'm saddened saddened, they say, that he is somehow cast and is currently filming the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, wig, wig-wearing extraordinaire Damien Dark. Now, it doesn't say who he's playing, but uh, it does say here that Jim Carrey is playing uh, Dr. Robotnik. Uh, I was hoping he was playing doc- Dr. Robotnik. Right. Um, but the big one, I think, this weekend... Uh, would probably be Megacon in Tampa Bay. Uh, as mentioned, Peter Capaliti is going to be there. Uh, on the comic book side of things, Francisco Francavilla is going to be there. Uh, Jimmy and Amanda, uh, who are getting close to that Rob and Salty Keith, uh, status where you just have to say their name, their first names and everyone knows who you're talking about. They need, they need one of those like Brangelina names. That's what they need. Uh, I'll work on it. Okay. Jamanda. No. No, that's bad. But also at that convention, uh, Corbin Burnson's gonna be there. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is gonna be there. (gasps) Batman's father? Batman's father and Christopher Lloyd is gonna be there. (sighs) Hokey (laughs) dokey. Star of Taxi and nothing else. That's right. And the live action. What does... Ah, uh, yellow light mean. Go slow. What? Oh, no, it's slow down. It's slow down. Duh. <laughs> One of the greatest bits in TV history. Oh, my goodness. When when the, when you can still get away with doing vaudeville in the 70s on TV. <laughs> oh, boy. But the links to all those conventions will be in the show notes, of course, as will links to the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. You know all the shows by now, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Podvocacy, Everlasting Minute, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments. There was a lie told to me this weekend that Profane, or that Prodigal Sons podcast would be coming back. I was given the excuses why they missed their every two-week recording schedule. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? They also missed this week's Monday what? recording schedule. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and of course, the new, uh, the newest show on the network, uh, which is the Ad Todd with Wrestling podcast. <laughs> a Todd's with Wrestling. Yes, A Todd's with Wrestling. <laughs> uh, me and Adam, uh, the former fancy gentleman, talking about all sorts of things in the world of professional wrestling, both current and past. Mostly past. Mm-hmm. 
But check all those out anytime those shows go live or anytime any of us appear on any of the shows. It'll be up at soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. Digital sales and freebies. The freebies have not changed. I double-checked to make sure. Um, some of the new sales that are going on. Last week, Marvel had a sale on stuff from the original Civil War. This week, it's a sale on Civil War II stuff. A uh, lot of recent hits stuff going on. Image and Vertigo both having sales on recent hits, as they're calling them. Uh, the IDW sale on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. And the Titans sale on gaming-related stuff are still going on, but for a very short amount of time. Marvel's big sale going on is the Wolverine sale, since uh, old uh, Heat Claws is coming back this week. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then DC is having a sale called DC Essential Graphic Novels You Must uh, to Read Before You Die. That's not unwieldy at all. Oh, my goodness. Um, And they had to give a new name to the same old, same old sale that they do all the time. It's like a broken record, of course. Batman Year One is in there. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns is in there. Black Mirror, Killing Joke, all the usuals, nothing new. I perused the list. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to read all 100 of these books. Um, so it looks like I will die having not read. <laughs> Let's see what's a good one on here that's suspect. Injustice Gods Among Us. Hey, we know somebody who drew that. That's right. Okay, how about the Mad About Trump? Mad Magazine uh, collection. Wasn't that wasn't Paul Reiser in that? No, it was Mad About You. Oh, I'll tweet Paul Reiser. I'll see how that works out for him. Yes, I'm sure you'll become the best of friends. Uh, how about Supergirl being super? No. Sounds, sounds good. Yes. How about The Multiversity by Grant Morrison? Ooh, are there any pheromones? No, that's I, I do enjoy your uh your lambasting <laughs> tweets of poor Grant and his Green Lantern book. It's not even out yet. I wasn't lambasting it. I was telling him to never change. There's a difference. <laughs> so I don't want I don't want a different Grant Morrison. I want the Grant Morrison we have. That way I know what to stay away from. There you go. So that's all the digital stuff, of course, that'll still be over in the show notes. And hey, while you're checking out some of the digital sales and freebies, be sure to check out friend of the show, ultra mega mass power listener of the show, Jason Sandberg's digital collection, Jupiter, a uh, collection of st- short stories, science fiction, uh, political satire, all sorts of things, all crammed into one giant package for under eight bucks. And uh, if you buy it, more will come, and I hope to see a lot more work from Jason, because I really enjoyed uh, what he's done so far. Mm-hmm. So let's get into what we read from this past week, Todd, and let's start with the book that both of us were most looking forward to coming out this week, which was Fanstick 4, number 2, uh, written by Dan Slott with art by Sarah Piccielli. And I know Oops. I mispronounced that on purpose. Right. At the end of issue one, um, Reed Richards and Sue had sent the, the flare from across the universes to let Ben and uh, Johnny know that they were alive. And uh, we only got a bit of uh, Sue and Reed's story. Um, they were end up building the, the flare machine to send off. Um, and now 
that was mostly uh, Ben and Johnny's story. So we cut to issue two, which is a flashback to how we got to the end of issue one. And it's uh, Reed and Sue with the with uh, the, the kids uh, and the Fantastic Foundation traveling, creating universes with Franklin's wonderful power with the help of Molecule Man. And they're going and they're going. And uh, they're meeting people. Valeria is, you know, meeting her, a boy she likes on one of the planets. They're having a good time exploring, creating. And then the new villain that uh, Dan Slott has created, the Griever at the end of the world, which I think is going to be shortened to just the Griever before it's all over, has shown up to take them down. And they get in a fight and they show how truly powerful she is because she takes out Franklin, who they established earlier is like super powerful. And he just gets thwipped away by her. And so she ends up saying like, you know, you guys were easy to beat. Um, he's like, not if not if the Fantastic Four was here. And she's like, all right, I'll let you go summon the Fantastic Four. Bring them here and I will beat you. And he's she's, he's like. I can do that, and I don't want to say too much about it, but there's some stuff where Sue's like, this is a trap, and Reed's like, yes, it is, and Reed does some Reed stuff that I absolutely love, and the the end of this book made me so happy and gleeful, even though, you know, it's not, you know, it, it could be extended. The one thing that looking back on, on this issue that, and number one is, I think if they had gotten rid of the Doom story at the end of one and condensed both issues two and one and made it like, you know, the six ninety nine uh first issue, the way this issue ended would have been like would have made everybody go crazy for Fantastic Four. I think making you wait for what happens at the end of this two issue two was a mistake. Condense it, make all this issue one issue one and issue two, and you would have the most amazing uh, kickoff to Fantastic Four with Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli. Hard-pressed to disagree with that uh, way that they laid it out, but it is what it is at this point. I still really enjoyed the first two issues so far. They did a really good job of kind of setting the stakes of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, The interplay with the characters, I think Dan Slott does a really good job getting all of the characters' individual voices, and that includes... Uh, the kids as well. Uh, I liked the whole little gimmick that they did with at least the lettering and the coloring of the book, with Sue being the narrator of the book. So mm-hmm. her uh, narration boxes kind of look transparenty or invisible. Right. So that was really cool. Um, I liked, like I said, I had mentioned before how the big villain gets a big kill, quote unquote, right off the bat to kind of establish her as a legitimate threat. And, of course, Reed doing the old uh, Ottawa betrayal on the new villain <laughs> to portray his plan. Now, obviously, Todd did kind of tiptoe around things that happened at the end of the book. I do have to say to you, listener of the show, if you have not picked this book up, beware of two things. One, mm. this book comes with several variant covers, a few of which give away the end of this issue. Also, if you buy the print uh, version of this in the ads for next month's books where they do like a little four panel thing of like yep. here are some Marvel books that are coming out this this next month one of the books is next month's Fantastic Four number three which also the cover of that is a spoiler of what happens at the end of this right and it's funny because I to tell you the truth I got the Assad Ribbit cover 
and I also just skim past ads as I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't know how it was going to happen in the way it was portrayed. So me being like, to heck with ads. I, I, it was good for me. I don't know. Did it get, did it get ruined for you reading no, the book? I oh. saw other people talking about it online after I'd read it. Okay. And how it upset them. Well, not upset them, but it was just like, oh, they could have laid these ads out a little bit better. <laughs> yep. Or maybe not had one of the several variant covers for issue two be a spoiler for issue two. Yeah, but variant covers could be anything. I mean... They could be, but they could also be a spoiler. Right, but some of these variant covers have stuff that has nothing to do with the book. Do you know what I I don't know how to explain what I'm explaining without explaining it. That sounds really weird, but like you could say the way this book ends is the cover, but you could also say there's there's five other covers with varying things that have nothing to do with what's going on inside the book. That is true. Right. So so you just look at it and go, oh, I knew that was the end? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know to ask you. Yeah. So I guess whatever. Right. Uh, So the other book that we're going to discuss is another Marvel book from this past week, and that is Amazing Spider-Man number five, uh, written by Nick Spencer with art by Ryan Otley. Uh, Over the last several issues we have seen, uh, due to a machine that Kurt Connors has at the university that he's been working on that Peter assisted him with that essentially split Peter Parker into two things, two people, one Spider-Man with none of the, with none of the responsibility and Peter Parker with none of the powers. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker was kind of run or uh, Peter Parker still wanted to help and save everyone, but he had no powers to do so. Spider-Man had these awesome powers and was just kind of careless with them. With this, uh, with the other experiments that were going on, they were seeing that once these splits happened with other specimens, they were not lasting long for this world. So Peter had to trick the Spider-Man that was running around to rejoin back up with him. And he knew it was going to be tough to not only make that happen, but also to get the, uh, the device out of the university without being caught, and also to defeat the army of Tri-Sentinels which was a big deal that Peter was barely able to beat the Tri-Sentinel before when he had the power cosmic back in the 90s. Who hey, who hey. <laughs> so uh, you being a nouveau convert to the world of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I love this. Uh, you know, it's Amazing Spider-Man. It's as back to basics as you kind of can get. You've got all your new, you, you've got your new and old villains in here. We finally got a little bit of a payoff of Boomerang being in the book. Uh, mm-hmm. Not enough for me. Obviously, I wish this was Spider-Man team up featuring Boomerang, but we can't have everything. Uh, I really liked it. How about you? Where are you at? I really liked it. I'm with you on Boomerang because there's a great shot of Boomerang being Boomerang, like sitting in the apartment laying on the couch with crumbs all over him, eating stuff out of the Tupperware that says Peter on it. Mm-hmm. And right there in that shot, you get, like, if I handed that to somebody and said, this is this is my introduction to this character. Like, this is all you need to know. And it's like, jerk. And I'm like, okay, so I do think there should be more Boomerang. And I I, I think there's definitely going to be more Boomerang as, as time goes on. But you need to establish Peter and his world and everything in the first storyline. So I did like it. I like the, the resolve to 
the the Peter of you know Peter Red and Peter Blue. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. By Spider Man, you know, in one and the other, and how it all goes up. And there's some there's some great moments with the one without responsibility talking to Peter, giving him some advice about having too much responsibility. And I really like that. It's like sometimes you have to smell the roses kind of a thing. So I, I really enjoyed the issue overall. And we also got to see uh, more played out with uh, Taskmaster and Black Ant. Um, so I have a feeling that they're going to be a reoccurring villains in this book. Um, and also the, 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 the story that was as we were going on, we were getting little uh, side stories of something happened, someone chasing and that pays off to a classic uh, Spider-Man villain, so I'm looking forward to that. All in all, I really liked... I, I've, I've been loving everything with this issue. These issues, I'm on board for Spider-Man, and I really... I, I honestly, I, I, this is one of my favorite books right now. When Spider-Man's at his basics and done well, I, I, I like it. It's just, you know, I don't get it every time when, it, when it's Peter, so... But this I'm going to keep getting. Awesome. Glad to have you on board, Todd. Yes. So that's what we've read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern Time or so, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them in digital, whether you hope they get released in digital and then they don't come out, or hopefully things don't get shorted by Diamond or whatever it is, be forewarned, be forearmed, be ready to know what's at the shop, ready for you to pick up, waiting for you in your electronic cart when you wake up Wednesday morning as you're listening to this. Uh, the two things that Todd and I are doing in the calendar year 2018, one is keeping that running dollar amount of how much we've spent on comics in the calendar year 2018. The other is attempting to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, Todd is behind me with six. I have a lead of six over him. Again, he said he's sandbagging it. I refuse to believe it. Uh, so you started the show, Todd. What am I most looking forward to coming out this week? Are you looking forward to most Mr. Miracle 11? Let's say yes. <gasps> it is Mr. McClay 11. Yes, the much-delayed, much-whatevered Mr. Miracle number 11, the penultimate issue. Uh, soon it will be done. The full trade collection is already solicited in the December solicitation, so hopefully 12 will be done, and uh, we can see how this all wraps up. I'm excited mm -hmm. for Mr. Miracle number 11. Cool beans. You, on the other hand, I think you were most looking forward to coming out Batman Damned, number one. Watch your language, mm -hmm. and yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. I didn't throw a G in front of that. I think you were just looking forward to it because it's a giant-sized book, and you have to get a different bag and back for it. I did have to get a different bag and board for it, and I do like that it, on the on the buffet table that are out there, the comic buffet, uh, that next to the Batman Damned are magazine bags and boards. There you go. If you want one, take, you know, you'll get, you know, you can go up and buy it. But if you don't, leave it there and just take your book home. I, I thought that was really a smart play. Those are the, uh, the big and tall bags and backs. Oh, don't start me up. I hate when they change the sizes of bags and blows. Oh. When you're doing them, you don't buy them by the by the, the, the gross, do you? You buy them individually at the store pre-made because you're lazy? Sometimes. If I'm really feeling it, like if it's a big week and I know I'll have some time, I'll buy the bundle. Mm -hmm. 
the now I know uh, sometimes the bundles are a little uneven, even like right. when, if you were to get like two of the same bundles, right? You know the bags are a little off from like one bag to the other. The backs are cut a little bit different from one to the other. It doesn't happen as much as it used to anymore. But the thing that I would hate the most is you would buy the hundred bags and hundred boards, mm-hmm. and you would have like two bags left over. Okay, now I'm going to say, because all I do is buy, with rare exception, if I, I run out, I always have, like to have 200 bags and boards here, un, unmade, unmade, in the in the pla- still in the plastics, Joe, the plastics, still in the plastics, um, and I'll have these magazine display things that, like, you could display, like, different stuff in, and I have 100 bags and boards in them, when they run out... I buy another set of bags and boards. So I always have a hundred made and 200 sitting off on the side unmade. Um, but occasionally our, our local retailer will like Marvel or Marvel diamond will be terrible with sending them supplies. So they'll go for a long time without an order. Not that they didn't order them, that they just don't have them in stock. So when they run out, I'll grab the, the bags and boards at the counter pre-made. But the one thing that I will say, the quality control of the, 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 the style that they use and I buy is the last like thousand that I bought. So that's 10 packs. They were all even with a hundred boards, a hundred bags every time. But occasionally the, 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 the fits aren't right. Not by much. I remember when they used to be terrible when you'd be trying to push the bag, the, the, the backer in and you were like, Nope, this doesn't work. But occasionally they'll be a little tight. But for the most part, quality control is much better than it used to be. It, it's it is much better. But I it, I remember you know two three years ago where it was a it was a literal mixed bag. Well, you were buying the right. You were buying both silver and silver, right? Yeah. You weren't buying. Oh no, modern- I was making sure that I would get. Uh, our retailer did a good job of putting like. You know, the the, the appropriate backs, the appropriate backs, or the appropriate whatevers, right? Right. Green modern with green modern and black silver. But what silver I'm saying is, like, silver. I would buy 100 bags and boards, and then, like, th- two months later, three months later, when I need to buy the next set, the bags that I bought two months ago don't match the bags that I'm buying today. Hmm. Like, it would okay. just be slightly off. It would be enough for me to notice. I, I guess what you're saying, but you would mean you you would would you have like leftovers the ones you mean? Oh yeah, or? like I would get a hundred and a hundred, and I'd have like three bags left over and without a, a corresponding backs. Or sometimes okay. I would get it and there'd be like six extra backs. Right, and those wouldn't fit with the next batch that you. Right. Got. It was almost like they ran off like a million each time, and the next million might be a different size compared to everything. Just off enough to notice. Gotcha. Um, I think they've gotten much better. With well, the, and they've gotten much better, but I'm just saying I'm glad that they've gotten much better. And like I said, it seems now that a hun- unless I accidentally put two in sometimes, and I've done that. I put two uh, boards in one bag, but uh, it's a hundred for a hundred every time. It seems like. That's why so, I just buy them at the store. I'm cheap. Well. I well, if you're cheap, then it's cheaper to buy them by the hundreds. Mm. I'm lazy. How about that? I'm lazy. Oh well, that I get right. So while you're over at LongboxHeroes.com, of course, uh, be sure to check out all the other stuff that exists over there. 
Um, it's kind of the arm of the soon to be named network where all mine, my stuff is, whether it be the, all the comic book stuff that I do with Todd and all the wrestling stuff that I do with Adam is trickling in there as well, just because I don't want to have another URL for the A Todd's with wrestling show. Mm hmm. Uh, all, of course, there's our store where you could purchase stickers, uh, pins, and shirts with our fancy logo on them. And we actually had some purchases over the last week. Thank you very much, Dwayne, for picking some stuff. You should have those in the mail any day now. Uh, but if you don't want a shirt, don't want a sticker, don't want a pin, or already have them, of course, you can purchase anything you want to your heart's content through our Amazon click-through at the top of the page. doesn't cost you anything extra. gives us a little bit of a kickback uh, for you purchasing stuff as, as an advertising fee for us letting you know that Amazon is a thing. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week is someone purchased a DLL Moroccan indoor-outdoor lightweight reversible and fade-resistant area rug mm. with matching Accent Home canvas throw cushion cover. Sounds delightful. Really brings the room together. Mm-hmm. Don't let that one guy from the Chili Peppers near my rug. Was he the one who did it? I think he was. Okay. Someone also purchased the Magic Mill uh, eight and a half quart slow cooker crock pot with the protection I, plan. Good getting the protection plan. I wonder if the crock if it's the same person and their crock pot blew up and ruined the rug. Oh, <laughs> well, while they're getting the new rug installed and getting the slow cooker hooked. I'm sure the same person could also read the first four trades, or the only four trades, as it were, of Gotham Central, which were on sale last week, and I think are on sale this week, with the 100 essential graphic novels you must read or die. I think that's what the (laughs) sale is called. Uh, But yes, we actually were contacted through our Twitter account to make sure that the collections that were available did collect the entirety of the series, and I did have to double-check some spreadsheets and some other facts and figures at my fingertips to make sure that, yes, it was the entire run. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, did we have any art attacks this week? Yes, as I mentioned before, I put up one by Kyle Starks this week. Um, also, uh, T-Bolt712 put up that he got a Spider-Man page from Stuart Im- Immonen, and Wade Von Grabadger, one of my favorite names in comics, by the way. Um, but, oh, my God, Stuart Eminem can draw. Yeah. And Wade, and Wade did a beautiful job of inking on him. And that's a great page. Like, it kind of tells a little story, looks beautiful. And I like, you know, the, the look of Spider-Man. He does a perfect Spider-Man. There's a black cat involved. That's black cat, right? No. I thought it was in the background. But that might be... Is that the jackpot? I don't know. I'm not a Spider-Man person. So Joe's the Spider-Man person. And also we got from uh, Kurt Kotmo 2 again sent in a uh, a Stuart Eminen uh, with the possibility of him retiring. He got a Stuart Eminen page with the greatest armadillo art in his cap run. So, hey, anytime you can get a good... Uh, armadillo page. I'm all for it. And it's from all new Captain America number four. It says right on the page. I miss when they wrote stuff on the page. And also, uh, 
also, um, you know, did word balloons, but they don't do that at all anymore. I really do wish we missed word balloons. And one more we got from T-Bolt 712 again was from Ken Lashley. He got a print with a remark with Catwoman on the bottom. So all around, uh, a great, you know, group of art attacks, Joe. Well, there's one that you missed through no fault of your own. Uh, mega mass contributor Euronymous did tweet one out this week, but he forgot to tag Todd's Art Attack in it. So I just did it for him. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't see those when it happens. I so. understand. I know. I know. Um, but he put, I tend to save the best for last, but needed to send this, uh, send a copy to him so you don't need to wait. Francisco Francavilla got visibly excited when I asked him to do Leatherface. I usually don't ask for specifics, but realized I'd never seen my favorite artist do my favorite horror icon. And that is possibly one of my favorite pieces that I've ever seen in my entire life. That Leatherface that Francisco Francavilla did for mega contributor Euronymous. Yes. I like, to, I like to rib him a little bit that sometimes he forgets to tag you. The Todd's art attack in there, so I just did it for him. Okay. <laughs> so, I think the only thing that we're going to wrap things up with here is uh, football pool talk, eh, Todd? Yes, with, you know, lots of good football this weekend, except for those Raiders. They can't win to save their life. Listen, winning's overrated. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Uh, so I was, I didn't get a chance to look at the picks to see if anyone else has fallen off yet. Um, no, I think one person has made no picks and everybody, there's a few people at the bottom who haven't made uh, a great many picks, but, uh, everybody seems to, to, to have made a few at one point, except for one person, me and you were right in the middle, I think of the hunt. So hopefully you'll do better and I'll do better. I was going to say, you and I are in a <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 way tie in the middle there with uh, 15 correct picks. Yes, and you have two, I think, don't you have two accounts in there? No, I only have the one, okay. uh, but I was hyping up Asa today to let him know... Uh, that we have to beat you at least by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention that the one person who hasn't been making any picks does have another account of the same name that they are actually making picks through. One is Dharma Hipster 1, the other one is Dharma Hipster 2. Oh, I can make that Dharma Hipster 2 disappear if you want. Okay. I, I can put him on one of those Sicilian cruises if you know what I mean. I don't, but go ahead and do that. Okay. So it'll take me a minute, but yes. Well, you don't have to do it right now, but we're talking about it. Right. No, I like doing things while we're talking because I could both, I can multi task. Well, you don't have to multitask because the show's over, Todd. Thanks for everyone listening to episode 416 <laughs> of Longbox Heroes. Thanks to everyone for listening. And for Todd, this is Joe saying we'll see y'all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain.
was quiet the last couple times. So it's week three. Don't pull that out. You've done that before. Yes, you have. It was a long time ago, though. So you got seven again correct this week. We're tied for like 16th place with like nine other people. So let's go over the games. Who do you think is going to win? The Jets or the Browns? Browns. You got to say it in the microphone, my man. Browns. Browns. The Bills or the Vikings? Vikings. Ooh, dropping stuff. The Giants or the Texans? Texans. The Packers or the Redskins? Redskins. Louder. Redskins. The 49ers or the Chiefs? Chiefs. The Raiders or the Dolphins? Raiders or Dolphins. Now you got to pick the Raiders. Raiders. The Colts or the Eagles? Eagles. The Titans or the Jaguars? Jaguars. The Bengals or the Panthers? Panthers. Panthers. The Broncos or the Ravens? Did we already do this? We did. Broncos or Ravens? Ravens. Say it a bit. Ravens. The Saints or the Falcons? Saints. The Chargers or the Rams? Rams. The Bears or the Cardinals? Cardinals. The Cowboys or the Seahawks? Seahawks. Say it again. Seahawks. The Patriots or the Lions? Patriots. The last one. Steelers or the Buccaneers? Steelers. Louder. 